Welcome to 365 Christian Men, where every day we aim to inspire and encourage with real-life stories about men. January 13th, C.T. Stud. C.T. was considered England's most outstanding cricket player. By the time he was 16, he was an excellent player, and he played all through college and became famous throughout England. But, full of energy and courage, C.T. walked away from cricket and left Cambridge in order to preach the gospel in China. C.T. had many, many major adventures and founded the Worldwide Evangelization Crusade. On this date, in 1887, C.T. gave away a large portion of his inheritance in order to support George Muller's work with orphans. If God leads you into a tight spot, he will have your back. Star cricket player C.T. Studd loved God, and he loved people, and he wanted to run a rescue shop within a yard of hell. When he heard about a tribe of cannibals in the heart of Africa who had never heard about Jesus, he had to go to Africa. It didn't matter that C.T. was over 50 years old at that time. It didn't matter to him that his health was iffy. It didn't even matter to him that the cannibals had filed their teeth like sharp knives. C.T. didn't mind being in a difficult spot because he knew that God would always get him out of it. And in any situation God let him, C.T. refused the negative point of view. With hired porters, C.T. and his soon-to-be son-in-law, Alfred, set out across Africa on bicycles with hard seats and skinny tires. No modern roads, no paved paths, but no reason to complain either. C.T. and Alfred kept pedaling. The first night they were in the Congo, they pitched their tents 20 yards from Lake Albert, where the flies provided a treble to the barking of the crocodiles, C.T. said. It was not altogether nice to have them so close. Though he would never complain or worry, he did wisely burn a good fire all night between the crocodiles and his bed. As they moved on, the journey was slow going and they often had to carry their bikes on their backs, which C.T. declared was no problem. Massive trees turned the midday sun into twilight. Steaming heat rose from thick vegetation full of leopards and lions and lowland gorillas. At one point, Alfred and C.T. got separated from their porters, and the bicycles were little help on the steep hills through the crowded villages. Hot and hungry, the guys had no money, no food, and very little understanding of the language they stumbled through one village, not completely pleased with life. C.T. begged a man with a basket of maize and sweet potatoes to sell them food, and the man agreed. But how were they going to pay for it? C.T. grinned. God's provision was very near. Why were there so many buttons on their britches? To be cut off and to use as money, of course. The native went away happy. But instead of clothes, the villagers oiled their skin. So C.T. and Alfred wondered how the man's wife would sew his new buttons on. Now C.T. and Alfred had food, but they had no way to prepare it. At the next village, 
they found a man with actual clothes on. Time to barter with buttons again. The man made them a fire, but CT had no pot or griddle or even a paper bag. No problem. The man threw their food into the fire, and 30 minutes later, when he pulled it out, CT declared the food to be unspoiled. The presence of two white guys with too many clothes on did attract a little too much attention, but CT and Alfred were lank and lean and tough, so their new pointy-toothed friends in need were not tempted beyond what they were able to bear. Intact, CT and Alfred left the village. As they traveled on, CT and Alfred caught a fever. It was like being knocked in the head by the devil. Fever rose, medication failed, weakness increased. Scripture said, if anyone was sick, to anoint them with oil and pray. But CT and Alfred didn't have salad oil or olive oil or even linseed oil. So they decided lamp oil would work just fine. That night, CT felt he was at the edge of death. But come morning, he was fit as an African fiddle. CT and Alfred told the tribesmen about Jesus, and the first baptism was held in the river. To keep their new converts safe, CT had two jobs, dunk the people and shoot the crocodiles. Eventually, he and Alfred settled in an African village. People from all around came to hear about Jesus. One man and his wife walked 200 miles to hear their message. He never missed a meeting. It seems CT was open to anything the Lord delivered. One converted cannibal, also an ex-soldier, took it upon himself to keep the 200 oiled bodies respectful. If during a prayer meeting someone opened his eyes, he would pop them on the head and tell them to behave in God's house. If someone prayed too long, CT would say, now we'll sing a hymn while our brother finishes. One man stood and said that he was sorry. Everyone listened. He had to confess that he had eaten his uncle. In that moment, CT and Alfred couldn't have been more grateful for God's intervention. Psalm 34, 6 says, in my desperation, I prayed and the Lord listened. He saved me from all my troubles. How do you respond to difficult situations? If God leads you into a tight spot, He will have your back. Thank you for listening to today's story. Every day of the year, our hope is to inspire you with real-life stories of faithful men who have gone before us. Hebrews 12.1 says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin that so easily ensnares us. Let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Join us tomorrow for another story at 365christianmen.com.